All right, and we are live. I'm Scott Kemp, and welcome to another episode of BKI Podcast. We got a very special guest here, good friend of mine, Mark Crescent. Mr. H is in the building. What up, Marky? <laughs> hey, yes, sir. How you doing, Scotty? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm glad you got uh, found some time to hop on here. And I know how busy you are. Uh, it's crazy. Like we we hardly even see each other now for just a couple minutes at events. I know. We I used to live in San Diego. For everyone that doesn't know, with Scott, so we saw each other literally like every single day. We used to play on our paintball team together, and now uh, we're we're a little bit farther apart. But at, when I see you, it's just never missed a beat though. So yeah. So long, we've been such good friends. <laughs> and you and you got a a little girl now, Sailor. Um, I want, do. Yeah, congrats on that. How old is she now? Appreciate it. She just turned nine months. She's got some teeth. She's crawling and uh, <laughs> nice. She's, she's trying to stand up and walk. Not almost there. She's working on it. Nice, nice. So, for for all the listeners out there, you know, I really kind of want to give history about about your career and like you know how you got into paintball. Um, not a lot of people know that you know you used to play competitively for a long time. And, uh, that all started, um, what, 18 plus years ago? Long time ago. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. And, uh, for a lot of it. yeah, we, we met when we were just young teenagers, you know, at SC village. Um, how, what, what's your story on paintball? How did you get involved in paintball? Well, paintball been like my entire life pretty no, I started playing when I was 14. Um, my brother was 12, and me and him would uh, we first got into it from a birthday party, almost like everyone else. And uh, I went for my buddy Bobby Fredo's birthday, and I got hooked on it, just like everybody else. It sounds same story, but it's mm-hmm. true. And then I ended up buying a spider, and then I realized that gun wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> saved up, saved up some money, got an auto cocker, and then we just started hitting the field. I mean, we went every single weekend for as long as I can remember and we were play as much as we could and and if we didn't have money we whatever we could to uh to make sure we could play because we love paintball and uh uh we started a three-man team me my brother and Nobby and uh we were called the outlaws and we started playing Mm three-man events I think we played you at Tombstone yep (laughs) with I was with Bobby and uh and I think Mad Max and (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i think we had some battles back in the day so we had a three-man team and we were winning a bunch in like the lowest division but it was fun and then jay bunkered me he jumped over me over jay the jumped over the <laughs> cylinder he bunkered you it was awesome <laughs> yeah well they'll never let that one down <laughs> so good and then yeah yeah so and then we started uh there's a team in socal called hostile takeover and they were like really good uh that played at SC Village religiously, and I mean, he's really badass. And they had like an amateur team, and they wanted to start a, like a kids team. Mm-hmm. So they were hostile takeover, and we became hostile kids, and we like played underneath them. So we were at SC Village literally every weekend playing them, playing Dynasty, uh, Avalanche. And this is them. when the format was ten man. If if anybody ever even played that, that's listening. Um, that was, you know, what tournament paintball first was. Um, it was it was ten man. It was ten on ten. <laughs> yeah, a whole different ball game than right now. This five on five stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so they're doing 10-man. So they have these big fields at SC Village, if anyone who doesn't know where that is in Southern California, one of the biggest parks in the world. And they had, like, the rocket field and the double laydown field and all these famous uh, fields, uh, one of the most famous fields around the world. So we'd be playing these big fields, 10 on 10, and we got good really, really fast because we got to uh, play the best people in the world. I mean, this was, like, the, the feeding ground, the mecca of paintball was – in Southern California, the weather is good all year round, so we could play all day, every day. So we built a name for ourselves quick. We uh, were kind of a little bit crazy. They, people always said we're like the metal militia of paintball. Mm-hmm. We were young kids, and we didn't care. And we'd mess with us. We'd try and fight you. And <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have money that weekend. We'd sneak into the field. Cutting we'd holes through the net. We had dual sweats pulling a heist to get us in. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then um and then that and then um the platinum team evolved with that, and when the X ball format started coming around and right. uh so, right yeah so then there was hostile kids and we were playing we the hostile kids team played and then we we played 10 man with them and then we started our own seven man team and we would play nppls um and then also we do x-ball and we'd have guests there'd always be guests like you would be a guest or bobby avilas would be a guest we'd always get a guest pro mm. um and we couldn't break the curse. The HK curse was there forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd, always, we'd always make it to finals, but then we couldn't win. Yeah. We, we called it the curse. It was always like a penalty or something, too. <laughs> a platinum X-Ball team, which had, what, like you, Steven Pitts, uh-huh. uh, Goat, like a lot, of the, a lot of the pro teams, and then myself, Nobby, like Paul Caddick, everyone was on that team. That team was fun. Yeah. That team was good. I still have that jersey too. Yeah, keep that one. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, we, we kept playing and it was just fun. I mean, HK turned into basically like a, a feeding, a feeding, like, like a farmer team for like kids to go pro. Like I swear, like uh-huh. I like you, you, you were on the team and then later, you know, you would go pro or like Bobby and then Bobby would go pro. Like we, everyone we had that we thought we could keep yeah would, would get picked apart yeah, yeah so we rainy like, all of our crew <laughs> yeah rainy was there yeah, like rainy 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 stands extra mm-hmm. impact there's you there's Bobby Vila, there's paul caddick a lot of paul caddick a lot of people who play pro today were at one point in time on the hostel kids they're on you know the hk army team yeah and then even myself um and steve Navi, who's also one of the owners here um we ended up leaving the squad to go to San Diego Legacy uh, eventually uh, just because it was tight. You know, it was tough because we were just kids and we had to come up with all the funds ourselves. When we went to tournaments, we didn't have the luxury of, you know, like getting a hotel. Sometimes we'd run a U-Haul and sleep in We did whatever we did to uh, be able to get to these events. There was nobody helping us. We did it ourselves by trying to sell headbands and t-shirts and sometimes it was tough Mm -hmm. 
And then years old, and some of the guys are like 16, and we're trying to go, trying to go to Denver or wherever it is, driving John yeah. around cross country. <laughs> <So laughs> and I'm sure a lot of the kids, a lot of the kids listening now that you know play divisional paintball, I'm sure they're going through all the same struggles. <laughs> yeah, no, we did it all. We've we've been there. We've done that. We've slept yeah, in a few halls. We've packed 16, one little one room hotel in Vegas. I mean, we have stories for days, but I'm oh, yeah. looking back on those stories. And then Legacy was your first pro team, and that's when uh, we were competing um, in the NXL at the time, playing playing X ball. Um, when this there was like forty five minutes on the clock or something crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. And you guys, I believe you and Short just left the Ironman to come to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Gary Shows, who was the captain, and his sons were on it. You, Brandon Short. Uh, we got Bobby Aviles on that team. I mean, there's like Stephen Pitts on that team. Me, Nobby, Kenny, Kenny Rosenberg, Rosenberg Bra- Brandon Fort. There was Brandon a Fort. our roster was 18 people. I remember because we had three lines and we called them by yeah. colors. So yeah. we had a red line, a black line, and a blue line. And each line had six players on each line. So we had 18 people rostered on the team. And there was so much game time back then that every we would do a rotation of all three lines, and everyone would still get plenty of reps in. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was nuts. And and back then it was uh, uncapped. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. You had Bob Long's team. Yeah, as long as your rotor, as long as your or, or your uh, what was the loaders called? The halos. As long as your halo was was working, <laughs> you were in good condition because you're just throwing a rope. Oh my god, it was insane. It was like. To get to the corner back then was harder than like going to the snake. Yeah, nuts. you had to be our fastest guys were going to the corners. It was so crazy. But yeah, I ended up playing on that team for uh, that was what? How long was that? Uh, yeah, I want to say I want to say a few years, and then uh, the team broke yeah. up. We did. We were all young, and uh, that team is heavily funded, and we had a huge sponsorship. Basically, that team launched size lower and line called Proto. Mm-hmm. So our team was the team, as you know, that launched Proto for Die. So we were like the flagship Proto team. Mm-hmm. So I think we were I think we were there two years or three years and we were pumping all that stuff. But we were all super young and and uh and and get super close to beating at that time like trauma was there and a New York Extreme and like all the OG badass paintball teams and we were super close but we just didn't have it all together just because everyone was so young but basically almost 80 percent of that team is playing pro on one of a certain team right now besides a few of us yeah like yeah so that team was had the potential it was just uh we're just young and we were we were kind of crazy we had some (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) we yeah we 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 had talent we just didn't have the structure and the uh the discipline (laughs) but So you, and then you continued to play, uh, you continued to play seven man with HK for, for several more years after that. Um, and then, uh, I want to say a couple years ago, you took a step back from tournament paintball and you're no longer competing in tournaments, but I see you're doing a lot of those big games and stuff. I see your, your Instagram pictures all the time. Uh, those look really sweet, but, um, no longer competing in the tournament, how, how does that feel? Do you miss it? Do you, you know, are you are you too busy for it? Do you would you still compete uh, if HK had another seven man team, 
or X ball yeah, team or whatnot. I definitely miss it. Um, but it's not like I stopped playing completely. Like you said, I, I get to travel all around the world, uh, to doing like big games, like living legends mm -hmm. or, uh, thumbs vs. zombies. I mean, there's, there's a million of these big games where I get to still play side by side with Ryan Greenspan and the dynasty guys. I get to play with you guys and, mm -hmm. Cagnoni and, and all the old guys that I used to, I get get the satisfaction of playing these big games still. Yeah. So I, I'm not. So it's still fun for me. Like it's not like I've completely stopped. But as far as tournament wise, um, uh, it's just a lot of work and, and and dedication and time. And with uh, you know, being one of the owners here at HK Army and and trying to juggle putting 100% effort into being the paintballer and and trying to put 100% effort into. The company is just tough to juggle. Yeah. With, so I had to, so when I go out and play these big games, you know, I don't have to practice. Exactly. I have to show up and I, and, I can, and I can do it. And I, 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 you know, I'm still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> games, but if I, if I want to go out there with you guys, I really need to be out there every weekend like you guys and dedicate myself. And I just do not have the time for that, especially with a baby now. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a. On the field when I go to the dynasty pits and <laughs> yeah no, i mean it's a it's a full-time job I'm more, I'm more nervous. i feel like i'm more nervous than them <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it, i mean so but it's cool that you know and you're you're still on the scene but now you're just on a different per um perspective and you have another role um and you're you have a big leadership role in hk army and you've become the you've become the face of hk army you know people think of of hk if there's um, a face to the brand, it's it's you. It's the long hair, the mustache, the sunglasses. Um, and people call you Mr. H now. So it's, yeah. you know. Too tall. Yeah, yeah, we used to call you too tall because you. Was Eminem and I was too tall. Yeah. So good. Um, so what it. <laughs> yeah, who's Mark? Who's Mark Crescent? Oh, Mr. H. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so. You're you're at all the tournaments, um, you know. You're you're at all the events with HK. You're you're on the road constantly. You're going to all these big events. Um, tell us what is your what is your role exactly with the company? Sorry, say that again. I, I, we broke up for thirteen. Sorry. Um, so, you know, you're at all the events. You're you know you're doing these big games. Right. Um, what is your what is your exact role with the company? What do you do with HK um, when you're home out here? Because um, you guys have your office in in LA. Um, so, like, what is your position right now with the company? Right. So, as of right now, um, I do any of the videos and marketing and social media aspect. I'm doing that. Also, the face of the company, uh, going to all the events, working the booth, and then as well as. The side is the sublimation side, so all of our sponsored teams who get custom jerseys, um, I will filter through me, and um, I'll make sure that all the teams get their jerseys in a timely matter, make sure the designers are designing the right uh, concepts for the team. So I got kind of that little area, and there's a, there's a few of us. There's also Brandon Fort, um, Jason Panetta, Bobby, who are mm -hmm. the other owners here, and without 
all of us this whole machine couldn't run so yeah um, we all have our different roles in different parts to make this to make this thing work because it's not just me i know that everyone sees me as the face yeah there's, no there's a lot everybody to make this happen <laughs> and there's a lot of people i mean i've stopped by the the warehouse and i've seen other you know random people that you, ha you guys have hired helping with uh packaging and shipping and stuff um how many how many employees roughly does hk have right now counting I mean, counting the owners and stuff you know how many yeah. people make make up the whole company I mean, at this office, there's about 12 of us here, and then we have a, another distribution hub in France where there's two guys, and then um, we have uh, other freelance designers that aren't even here. I would say like three. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of us now. It's it's crazy to yeah. where we are where we are now because literally this started. I'm not kidding when I say this in my mom's garage. Yeah. Literally. So years ago, I'm not kidding. It was, I was in my mom's exactly. Garage, and now today, I get to walk into the building, and and uh, this is all because of something I just love. And it's such it's such a cool story. And um and I and I want to go back to that and I and I want you to you know tell the tell the story of the birth of HK and one of the um I I posted on the the BKI. Instagram yesterday that we're going to do a podcast with you. And if anybody had any questions and one of the questions that somebody wrote in, um, which was, you know, obviously a big one that I wanted to cover is how did HK army start? What is their story? Um, you know, and, and not a lot of people know this. So, um, you know, th this is a motivating story for any young person who, um, you know, has an idea and wants to get started with a business and to follow their dreams. So, Take it from the take it from the top. How did HK start? So we were covering how you know the the team started, um, but how did the company start? Right. Yeah. Well, the company I mean started because of the team, because of us and, and loving paintball and going out there and kind of being crazy and uh, <laughs> and and just doing what we wanted to do and just loving what we were doing, which was paintball. Um, we kind of got our start, and because of being at that time, pretty good at paintball for our age. We got uh, a lot of recognition quick. So we started uh, HK Army headbands. And at the time, and Brandon Fort was a big part of this too, at the time, uh, the headbands were just like camo headbands. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and Brandon and everyone decided like cool, cool, con like cool, colorful, like bright, poppy headbands, not just like, uh, you know, urban camo or something. Mm -hmm. So we did that and have the stamped HK Army logo on it. So we gave those headbands to like everyone who was in our crew who was really good at paintball had that headband. So we, we gave them to the right people and those people were good and were always photos. So we started with a angle headband, <laughs> which then turned into, okay, we we're making a little bit of money for us to get to tournaments. This is all the money that we had would get us to tournament because we loved playing. Uh, which then evolved into a t-shirt. I remember our first. And then from t-shirts, it just evolved into more and more. One product at a time, one product at a time, one product at a time. And now, now we're here, uh, 12 years later. Oh. We got it. Oh. Hold on.
manufacture so much on this road um, about manufacturing, about paintball, about paintball stores. I mean, it's it's been awesome. It's 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 been a great journey. I've got to travel all over the world uh, because of this. Uh, we get down. It's 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 just been great, and, and I know I speak for everyone in this building. We're just so pumped and, and and excited to be where we are right now, and and we're even more excited to see where this takes us in the next, you know, two, three, four years. Because I think we're we're just gonna start it. And it's been a while. And you have any? Uh, so you got what are your guys' next big plans? Um, any any big projects you guys are working on that you want to share, um, or anything you know, big goals that you guys have for the future? Uh, I mean, there's definitely some stuff I can't share that I would love to. Share. <laughs> some pretty big, big, big news that yeah. posted. But I mean, other than that, I mean, at World Cup, we're gonna definitely be launching you know a, a new line of you know pants and jerseys and nice. and all all the basic stuff. But there's there's gonna be some big some big stuff that uh. That we've been working on for a while. That's tops. So definitely stay posted. Definitely on H Jeremy's Instagram or hjeremy.com. Just uh, subscribe if you're not a subscriber, and uh, you'll definitely see some cool stuff. <laughs> cool, cool. What um, what advice would you give um, new young up and coming entrepreneurs um, who want to launch something in the in the paintball industry? Yeah, I mean, what advice would I give them? I, yeah. I would just, I mean, to, to, if you love it, to keep doing it, and that you know nothing happens overnight. It takes takes time and dedication, and there's going to be a lot of failures. But if you really believe in it, and if you really love it, you just gotta keep going for it, and just really believe. And if you do believe, it will happen. I mean, that's that's basically our story. Yeah, you know, exactly. We failed so many times, and didn't, didn't know if this was going to happen. But we kept fighting past the failures. Oh the yeah, failures, past the failures. And there's been multiple times where we thought we were done. This is a long time ago. Uh, you know what I mean? And we we're so learned from all that, and now we're so much stronger from learning from all those mistakes. Like we've 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 failed so many times that we're we're so solid as a company right now. So if you really believe in what you're doing, just keep doing it. That's what I would say. Yeah, and. <laughs> 15-year-old Mr. H would have never imagined being in this position right now. No, Look, he would not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, no, uh, which this kind of leads into my next uh, question. This is, a, this is a cool question that Grayson always asks people on the podcast and the spreecast. And uh -huh. we, always, we always get really cool um, responses on this. So this is from Grayson. Uh, what would current Mr. H tell the young 15 year old mr h um you know what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to the future and tell yourself something or i mean sorry back to the past obviously and tell yourself something oh man i would love to go back Yeah. <laughs> well, it's It's a lot easier to be wild and reckless when you don't have too many responsibilities, but now we're we're getting all grown up and you got a lot of things to 
to work on and deal with and stuff. A lot of moving yeah. parts. So <laughs> there's a lot of things yeah, to keep I you grounded. We were always, our, we were always like the young kids on the, on the block or the crew. So it's weird now that we're not in this new up and coming generation. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were so young and there was nothing to worry about. Exactly. So I, I would definitely go back and give myself a kick in the butt and say, just relax a little bit. <laughs> I like and, it. And, and concentrate a little bit more on, on, the, on the company. But no, it all worked out well. So. Oh, yeah. And it, it added the character to the company, you know? It definitely did. It definitely did. <laughs> so I got, I, I got one more question for you, and then and I'm going to let you uh, take off here. So I, I know you got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so, you know, HK's doing very well um, in tournament paintball and, and scenario paintball. And, you know, it's a, it's a brand where any player can, um, can buy the product for, whether you're a brand-new player just getting involved or top of the line professional um right looking at tournament paintball right now um from the outside looking in and and playing it throughout all these years and being in the industry for 18 plus years uh what do you feel tournament paintball needs in order to grow to the next level in order to continue to real really growing and and be like a legitimate professional sport where all the top athletes all the pro athletes are making a true full-time living just competing you know what are we missing what what does tournament paintball need yeah i mean it's tough to say there's definitely um multiple different ways to go about that and answers to go about it obviously the uh gi and empire are doing a really good job with their webcast i mean it looks really professional um they have cranes and overhead cameras and and, and Matty marshall does an excellent job so on that aspect it's pretty dialed in, but um, we, we need to get the, I, I mean, this is just me saying this. I mean, I would say if we can figure out a way to make it cheaper for more people to play, um, then we can try and get some bigger outside sponsors. And when we have bigger outside sponsors, then these pro players who deserve, who definitely deserve to be getting more than they're getting, uh, we'll be able to get uh, real professional mm-hmm. salaries. Because I'm watching these gaming, we're in the gaming industry as well. Um, we have a company called MetaThreads, and these gaming teams, because of outside sponsors, that's how they're getting paid, uh, are making six figures to play video games, and and they don't crazy have to work nearly, nearly as hard. Oh as yeah, you guys do. All these professional teams and players, bless their ass, excuse my language, to uh, be on these pro teams, and, and you know, ninety percent of them aren't getting much of anything getting paid so uh, it's definitely something we need to uh look into more and yeah. really try harder to figure out because you guys definitely deserve to be getting more yeah no i totally agree if you know that's the hardest thing about paintball is the cost factor factor if you can you know make entry and paint and all that stuff much more affordable to go play every weekend right you'd be able to do it a lot more and it's it, you know it's a rich man's sport when you're paying full price for everything out of pocket and that's yeah, what's, tough. that's tough about I mean, it yeah, we, we did it for forever. Man. Yeah, and by no means were we rich. We were no, <laughs> sneaking into no, fields, buying used stuff, trading used stuff. <laughs> if you look at all the photos of us back in the day, we got pants that are too oh, big man. For us with holes in them. Mom sewing up my knee pad, my knees and my pants all the time. Like <laughs> yeah, busted guns. That <laughs> yeah. Pro player 
a tournament player, a scenario player. It's just about being part of the HK Army, just having a good time playing people. Mm -hmm. That's what we're about. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool, Mr. H. Um, thanks a lot again for hopping on here and taking the time out of your day. Um, we're going to wrap it up now. So is there any uh, social media platforms that you want to drop for people to follow you um, if they're not already following you? Um, your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want to yeah, yeah, drop. There's my, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is all the same, at MarkyHKArmy. If you want to give me a follow if you're not already. And then there's, of course, at HKArmy. And that goes along with uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same thing. And then if you want to check out our new gaming line, it's at Meta. All right, cool. And then anybody, anyone you want to thank? Yeah, anyone you want to thank? Any sponsors and stuff you want to give a shout out to, obviously? I want to say shout out to Scott Camp Rock. <laughs> that was a fun time. That's the last time we hug out. <laughs> Without them, they've helped us tremendously, you know, to be part of us. So thank you to Dynasty, and uh, thank you to you guys. You guys are doing a great job, uh, you and Grayson with BKI. So keep doing what you're doing. You guys are killing it. Thank you, Marky. Yeah, I want to uh, thank, obviously, all the all the members on BKI, because without you guys, we wouldn't have this. And, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, obviously, thank my sponsor, Die Precision. Whereas without them, I wouldn't be able to play paintball like I am and travel the world. So... That's it for uh, for this week. Thanks again, Marky. And uh, no don't be a stranger. Let's hang out soon. <laughs> 100%. Thanks, Jim. All right. See ya.